0: Hello and welcome to PFF Fantasy Football Podcast. Friday injury edition. I'm your host Ian Hart. It's riding solo dolo today. Shout out to the Goat kid Gutty. You know, couldn't find a co-host that's okay life in the big city sometimes. But appreciate you guys joining in as always and we have a lot of fancy relevant injuries to go through. As always on this lovely Friday, I'm I've gone through every injury report, got every single player that was on the injury report, off the injury report, questionable out, here to tell you what to do if you guys are out, if they're in, pivots to make and all that jazz. So thank you guys for tuning in as Always. And with that, let's get after it. Starting off with the quarterback position, Buccaneers quarterback Tom Brady is absolutely fine. Opened up the week with a DMP on Wednesday. Not good. It's the freaking GOAT. Of course, we had to worry about it. Don't worry any longer. Tom Brady, absolutely fine. Fire him up with all the confidence in the world ahead of this potential smash spot against the Falcons. Obviously, Dolphins quarterback, Tua Tagovailoa, is going to be out with that concussion. Opening up the door for Teddy Bridgewater to be a pretty decent upside QB2 option. Maybe not upside. I I'm getting a little ahead of myself here, but perfectly good QB2. He's my QB16 on the week. I would start Teddy Bridgewater ahead of guys like Carson Wentz and Matthew Stafford. Jets quarterback, Zach Wilson, absolutely good to go. And hey, guys, putting on my uh, prop tits hat, as we might uh, go ahead and call it. I do like Zach Wilson's potential to hit the over 33 and a half yards on his longest completion come Sunday against the Dolphins. Banged up secondary in Miami. Even when they've been healthy, they've been a bad secondary. I think a combination of Zach Wilson's gunslinger attitude and just the Jets having a ton of playmakers at every level of their offense could help him get at least one big completion, even if we see some, you know, token Zach Wilson lows in between. Patriots quarterback Mac Jones with the ankle injury officially doubtful, and Brian Hoyer is on IR, so fully expecting Bailey Zappi to be under center. The only guys that we should really be looking to play in this offense are if Jacoby Myers is out, maybe Devontae Parker, but it's a desperate flex play. Hunter Henry, because John Smith is out with an ankle injury, so we can feel good about Henry getting more reps, and then potentially the running backs, because we are down to a two-running back committee between Stevenson and Damian Harris. Unfortunately, though, this, this is a game against the Lions. This should be the smash spot of all smash spots when you're down to your third-string QB. I would still mostly go with the other guy and most start to sit questions involving a Patriots offensive player. Giants quarterback Daniel Jones is officially good to go despite that ankle injury. Meanwhile, Tyron Taylor out with the concussion. Look, guys, in New York, we have Saquon Barkley, and be happy we have that because everyone else is a complete stay away at the moment. Daniel Jones, he really can be a fun quarterback when he's using his legs, but you take away that potentially playing through this ankle injury. I want nothing to do with anybody involved with the Giants offense other than Saquon Barkley. Also, unfortunately, going to be without the Jameis Winston experience for another week. He is listed as doubtful with the back and ankle issues. So, Andy Dalton under center, once again, don't discount a blow-up performance from Alvin Kamara. Just 6.6. Over on DraftKings, no, I don't want to call Andy Dalton. Captain, check down. I guess he doesn't quite deserve that, but either way, he's not freaking leading the league in ADOT like Jameis Winston is. So I do think we could see Kamara flirt with a high end outcome in a you know matchup too against the Seahawks. That really does feature him having a great matchup on the ground against the front seven, and then also you know having that elevated target ceiling without having to worry about Jameis throwing the ball downfield to his heart's desire. Finally, Cowboys quarterback Dak Prescott out with the right thumb injury. We got the ginger Jesus Cooper Rush under center once again. So CeeDee Lamb is expected to play through that groin tag. I'm sorry, questionable tag with the groin injury. Uh, Michael Gallup, also someone that is now playing full time. So no, we're not lining up to play Cooper Rush, but at least he's kept this Cowboys offense, you know, above waters for the time being. Dak hopefully will be back next week. All right, guys, running back position. We got Brees Hall, unfortunately, was limited to start the week, but he is good to go with that knee injury. Practicing full on Friday, fully expecting him to be good to go in week five. I mean, he is good to go, fully expecting him to be the workhorse running back in week five after he set season-high marks in usage statistics last week. Keep an eye out. Bet MGM over 10.5 rush attempts for Brees Hall this week. Seems like easy money to me after he had an easy 17 last week, despite them having to work from behind four straight top 24 finishes for Brees Hall this season. Number three are being expected PPR points for game, guys. It's been an incredible start for Brees Hall. Might just be getting started. Lions running back DeAndre Swift once again ruled out with the shoulder and ankle injuries. Jamal Williams, you should be starting him in most leagues, guys. Like I have him as a top 15 running back, you know, going between PPR and standard. Standard leagues, I actually have him RB13. Just realize Craig Reynolds, Justin Jackson, these guys did split the backfield last year. So unfortunately, Jamal Williams, hey, he's the goal line back, he's the early down back in the number one scoring offense. That's a fantastic role to have, but we're not getting all those targets that DeAndre Swift is leaving over. That's why he's not, you know, this definitive top eight running back. Saints running back Alvin Kamara. Talked about him before, but even though he's listed as questionable with the rib injury, we are expecting him to play. So getting that target boost with Andy Dalton, without Michael Thomas, all the Alvin Kamara this week. Again, I know you guys are starting him in redraft, but especially for you DraftKings players out there, love, love, love Kamara and cash and tournament like this week. Another guy I especially love. We're not going to have him on the main slate over in DFS land, but Ravens running back J.K. Dobbins. Good to go with that chest injury that limited him to start the week. And Justice Hill, the number two running back, is out with a hamstring injury. Still no Gus Edwards. So while Hill has already been ruled out, you expect Mike Davis and Kenyon Drake to work as a backups. But guys, this could be featured J.K. Dobbins territory. He warrants upside RB2 treatment ahead of this matchup. I have J.K. Dobbins this week as my RB16 ahead of guys like Najee Harris, Khalil Herbert, James Conner, Damian Pierce, Jeff Bolson, among others. So you also have Rashad Bateman out. Wouldn't be a surprise if the Ravens really run their hearts out in this potential shootout against the Bengals. Bears running back David Montgomery is questionable with the ankle injury. Montgomery plays, we really can't get behind him. There's too much of a chance that he goes in there and is playing a limited amount of snaps. He did not get in a full practice this entire week. The more important thing is that Montgomery plays, we cannot go back to Khalil Herbert because the most likely move is going to be a split backfield. So Montgomery is still out of the picture. Okay, great. Let's go back to Khalil Herbert, but this is an important one to keep an eye on ahead of that Bears-Vikings game. Seahawks running back Rashad Penny good to go with the shoulder injury not even listed on the injury report meanwhile Kenneth Walker is listed as questionable but Pete Carroll has already said he expects him to play so I know can't always trust every single word Pete Carroll says but this did seem to be pretty definitive and we have seen that Seattle offense have all sorts of success so Penny fire him up as a low end RB two. and Kenneth Walker guys don't forget about him because I'm not saying he's gonna have standalone value but let's face it Rashad Penny not exactly the model for you know staying injury free throughout an entire season and he really is now meaning Kenneth Walker, just one injury away from having something close to a three down roll in a Seahawks offense that we really did not anticipate being this good. So Travis Homer already on IR. That opens up a ton of pass down snaps for these guys. I do think that Penny is becoming more and more of a weekly quality start. And again, if something happens to him, which already dealing with something in the shoulder, Kenneth Walker becomes a must start every single week. Eagles running back Boston Scott officially questionable with that rib injury. Again, we talked about this last week. When you take away Boston Scott, yeah, Trey Sermon's going to play a few snaps, but it really does help Miles Sanders and Kenneth Gamewell going from that three running back committee to a two running back group. So Sanders especially, 15-plus touches inside of inside of anyone's idea of a top-five offense. I think right now Miles Sanders is someone that should be in starting lineups with most shapes and sizes. He's my RB15 on the week ahead of guys like Dobbins, Harris, Herbert, Connor, Pierce, among others. Others, Cowboys running back Tony Pollard, surprise, questionable here, practice on Friday with an illness after, you know, practicing just fine and not being on the injury report on Wednesday or Thursday. So if Pollard's out, all of a sudden Zeke's probably not leaving the field and we need to get him in the fantasy lineups. You know, it still might be one of those things where similar to Khalil Herbert, like, I don't know. I have Herbert as more of an RB2 than RB1 just because it's still the Bears offense. And as much as I do appreciate what Cooper Rush has done, I'm not totally confident and neither is Vegas with that sub 20 point implied total that the Cowboys are going to be this high scoring group. But volume is volume and Zeke without Tony Pollard, just like Pollard without Zeke, has enough volume to be in the heavy majority of fantasy lineups. Finally, 49ers running back, Tyrion Davis-Price. Once again, now with the ankle injury, Jeff Wilson, someone we can keep going back to with all that sweet, sweet volume. I will play Wilson ahead of guys like Penny, like not uh, – nine, mind's already played. Good call, Ian. Uh, Clyde Berzelier, Andre Mondre-Stevenson. Give me Jeff Wilson in a game that could see the 49ers get to play with quite a bit of a lead. You know, credit to the Panthers for having one win to this point, but, you know, I really am thinking it's a matter of when, not if this team starts to kind of roll over and we see Matt rule out of town. Moving on to wide receiver, Dolphins wide receiver Tyreek Hill, midweek addition to the injury report, he's officially questionable. Meanwhile, Jalen Waddle continuing to deal with his groin issue. He's also questionable, but at least he was able to practice in a limited fashion throughout the week. So it sounds like Waddle should be fine and not definitive. I, I have not seen a report, and Tyreek Hill is someone that does seem a bit more actually questionable. So it's pretty simple, guys. If Tyreek or Waddle are healthy enough to get out there, you start them. I don't care that Teddy's that quarterback. If they're not healthy enough to be out there, then, okay, they're going to be on your bench. Cedric Wilson becomes a reasonable flex play, but more than anything, they're in, then they're in your lineup. If they're not, then obviously you are benching them. Mike Desicki would also get a decent bump without these guys. Bengals wide receiver T Higgins listed as questionable with that ankle injury, but we are fully expecting him to play through that. So T Higgins, upside wide receiver two at the absolute worst. I mean, how many more weeks do we need to kind of see him outperform Jamar Chase before we actually rank Jamar Chase ahead of him? It doesn't really matter because you should be starting both these guys in lineups of all shapes and sizes. How many times can I keep using that analogy? Stay listening to find out. Another questionable wide receiver that is absolutely fine and expected to play is Cowboys wide receiver C. D. Lamb with that groin injury So once again, top 15 option at the position, thanks to that sweet, sweet volume. I am not expecting a Jalen Ramsey shadow. So don't be too concerned about that matchup specifically for seeding. In Buffalo, Gabriel Davis, good to go with the ankle issue. Isaiah McKenzie is questionable with a concussion. Didn't get a full practice in, so he really still is in the protocol. We should know more by Sunday morning. But if active, McKenzie is someone that really is going to start to warrant weekly wide receiver two treatment because both Jake Kumura with an ankle and Jameson Crowder, actually on IR, with an ankle are out of the picture. But yeah, big winner here, probably just Stephon Diggs. If for some reason Isaiah McKenzie is out of the picture, expect Khalil Shakur to step into three wide receiver sets over in Detroit, Amon Ross St. Brown. The sun god got back, everybody, back to practice on Friday. He's officially questionable with that ankle injury. Unfortunately, we do have Quintez Cephas and DJ Chark already ruled out with their respective ankle issues. I'm sorry, Cephas is a foot, but we also have Josh Reynolds with an ankle problem. He is questionable alongside Amon Ross St. Brown. So Reynolds, he was questionable last week for this as well. We are expecting him to play through it. Just realize, if Amon Ross Brown comes back, we're starting the sun god, and at that point, it'd be really tough to get behind Josh Reynolds. If Amon Ra's out, then okay, Josh Reynolds is someone that we can go back to as, you know, more of a low-end wide receiver three, wide receiver four type. Right now, assuming Amon Ra is out, I do have Josh Reynolds, wide receiver 40, ahead of guys like George Pickens, Brandon Nye, Josh Palmer, Isaiah McKenzie, among others. Okay, who else we got here? Buccaneers wide receiver Chris Goblin. Good to go with the knee injury, as is Russell Gage with his weekly hamstring issue. Julio Jones, less that's questionable with the knee. We did see him play through it last week. Here's the thing, though, though, guys. Julio Jones, Chris Goblin, those are the clear-cut starting to its wide receivers in Tampa Bay. Julio and Russell Gage last week were the ones rotating. So if you are going to go with Buccaneers, Start Mike Evans, start Chris Goblin. Realize we do have a lower floor there with Gage and Julio. I love in cash lineups this week, building around Tom Brady and Chris Goblin, both far too cheap with the Ravens. Wide receiver Rashad Bateman ruled out with a foot injury. That's going to lead to Devin Duvernay and Demarcus Robinson in two wide receiver sets. Look, I don't hate Duvernay bumping him up a little bit if you want to give him like the Josh Reynolds type of treatment or, uh, you know, one of these guys that's just purely benefiting from teammates being out. Okay, that's reasonable. Top 48 wide receiver. I'm fine with that. But just realize, again, without Justice Hill, without Bateman, I do think we could just see more of a run-heavy offense featuring Lamar, J.K. Dobbins. And when they do want to throw, go get the ball to Best offensive threat through the air being Mark Andrews with the Chargers. Keenan Allen out another week with his hamstring injury. Man, this thing is starting to persist. And Joshua Palmer is actually questionable with an ankle issue. Explains why he was losing some of his snaps last week. So right now, the only person that we can confidently start in Los Angeles is going ahead and be Mike Williams. Real desperate flex lineups. Hey guys, go ahead and take a look at DeAndre Carter. That's the only other wide receiver in Baltimore I would feel comfortable playing at this moment and Pittsburgh wide receiver Deontay Johnson. Good to go with that hip injury, borderline wide receiver too. We are a little bit concerned about, you know, whether or not Pick is still going to target Deontay at the same rate as these past quarterbacks, but – Really has now been each a Big Ben, Mason Rudolph, and Mitch Trubisky featuring Deontay as the wide receiver one. Maybe pickets enough where both Deontay and George Pickens can get going. Still one of those things where I'm not going to shy too far away from Deontay Johnson. With his volume, with a better quarterback, he would be a wide receiver one. Let's live with the downs for now, and hopefully better times are ahead. Unfortunately, Saints wide receiver Michael Thomas missing another week with that foot injury. Jarvis Landry is questionable with with the ankle issue. The answer... Start Chris Goblin in fantasy leagues all around the world. Chris Olave, I said Chris Goblin. My bad. Chris Olave is my wide receiver 21 of the week. I have him right next to Chris Goblin. I would give Olave the nod there. I start Olave over Gabriel Davis, Adam Thielen, Devontae Smith, Brandon Cooks, and others. Patriots wide receiver, Jacoby Myers, officially questionable with the knee injury. If he's active, you definitely can't go to Devontae Parker. And just honestly, again, with Bailey Zappi under center, tough to get behind anyone in New England. Jaguars wide receiver, Zay Jones, officially questionable with that ankle issue. Hey, man, he has that PPR friendly role to kind of warrant, you know, that borderline wide receiver three consideration if active. If not, Jamal Agnew will be a legit flex option once again. Coming off a week where he had two touchdowns, should have had three with a better throw, but sheesh. Titans wide receiver Traylon Burks out with a toe injury. If you guys read my mismatch manifesto article, I take offensive statistics, compare them against their defensive matchup, show the biggest mismatches on each side of the ball. And the Titans passing game explosive play-wise, really setting up well against Washington. I love the idea of going with a Robert Woods here and there, maybe even a Kyle Phillips in some DFS lineups. And truly, Robert Woods upside wide receiver for consideration this week in this prime spot. On the other side of the ball, Commanders wide receiver Jahan Dotson out with a hamstring injury. Curtis Samuel, Terry McLaurin. Nice little bumps here. Recommended starts in that wide receiver three range. Packers wide receiver Alan Lazard with the ankle. Continuing to be limited in practice but fully expecting him to be out. I would take Romeo Dubs. Dobbs. Okay, I was was getting some shit on the video about my Romeo Dubs, Dobbs pronunciation. I understand it's Dobbs. I prefer Dubs because it's like Dubs, Ws, and I thought it was kind of cool. Dwayne and I talked about that on the pod, but if you guys are going to keep bitching at me about it, then okay, Romeo Dobbs it is. I will say, guys, I, I mess up a lot of pronunciations. If anyone can get away with mispronouncing names, shouldn't it be the guy that's had to hear his entire life about how his last name has tits in it? Hard tits, okay? Like It's like the last five years I've been called Ian for the first time in my entire life. So, you know, professional podcaster, I get it. I need to be better with the pronunciations, but just cut me a little slack. Not too many people out there have faced, you know, the day-to-day mispronunciation like I have. So, Romeo Dobbs it is, I guess. Luckily, though, back on track, Raiders wide receiver Hunter Renfro should be back in action Monday night against the Chiefs. Full practices to start the week after, you know, dealing with this concussion recently back in the wide receiver four conversation in full PPR formats with the Giants. Kenny Galladay, Wandale Robinson, Kadarius, Tony, Tony all out. Richie James is questionable. I'm sorry. Richie James is good to go with the ankle. But what the hell do you care? What? How much do you have to hate yourself to start Richie James, Davis Sills, or Darius Slayton this week? I don't want to find out. Again, Saquon Barkley or bust in that New York Giants offense. Cardinals wide receiver, Rondale, more questionable with a knee injury. Also have A.J. Green with a knee injury, good to go. So Rondale, as much as I would love to look at his usage last week and kind of put him to the moon. Again, one of my guys before the season, things were going great. But unfortunately, last week, Rondale was mostly playing on the outside. What happened last year? Rondale could not play ahead of A.J. Green or Antoine Wesley on the outside when asked to do so. So unfortunately, I hope for the sake of my bankroll and you know all my $100 exposure and most of my rosters that Rondale Moore gets that full-time slot role over Greg Dortch. I wouldn't be surprised, though, if we see something similar to Buffalo where we see Rondale and Greg Dortch rotating in the slot, similar to Isaiah McKenzie and Jameson Crowder, when both those guys were healthy. I would not trust any Cardinals receivers other than Marquise Brown this week if you can at all help it. If Rondale is out, Greg Dortch goes back into that wide receiver four conversation in full PPR. Also, Panthers wide receiver LeVis discussion all out with the hamstring that screen a couple weeks ago panthers season highlight like best moment of the carolina panthers in 2022 people are wondering all right with tight end bills tight end dawson knox ruled out with the foot and hamstring injuries expecting undrafted rookie quentin morris to step up into a bigger role stay the hell away guys if you need a tight end this week here is my order of most likely available Go get David Njoku if possible. If he is taken, then go get Gerald Everett. He did have the hamstring injury, but he's not listed on the final injury report. Appears to be good to go. If Njoku and Everett are taken in a lot of leagues, which I understand. I looked on ESPN. They're both only like 60%. Um. They are like 60% owned, so I understand that that is over 50%. If not, Hunter Henry is your guy with Jonu Smith listed as doubtful with this ankle injury, so not ideal. We got Bailey Zappi under center, but with Hunter Henry, again, having Jonu out, really am expecting a full-time role. So if you have Dawson Knox, Kyle Pitts, you know, uh, who's the other one? I think it's just mostly those two. If you have Dawson Knox or Kyle Pitts, my order, again, David Njoku, Gerald Everett, and Hunter Henry, great day to be great. TJ Hawkinson, good to go with the hip injury. Of course, you're starting him. Commander's tight end, Logan Thomas, not practicing on Friday with that calf injury. So again, not Logan Thomas as a streamer. Say it with me. David Njoku, Gerald Everett, Hunter Henry. Chargers tight end, Gerald Everett. Again, good to go. So is Donald Parham. So that is why I give the slight nod to Njoku over Gerald Everett. If we didn't have the midweek injury to Everett, if we didn't have Donald Parham coming back, okay, I would give Everett the nod. But those two things happened, and because of that, I'm more confident in the Joku this week. Mentioned Patriots tight end Johnny Smith being doubtful with the ankle injury. Buccaneers tight end Cameron Brate has been ruled out with a concussion. Expect a committee of sorts between Kyle Rudolph and Cade Otten should mostly just be the wide receivers who benefit. Raiders tight end Darren Waller with a shoulder injury seems to be good to go. He practiced in full on Friday. Fossil Moreau remains sidelined. So Darren Waller, they do have Renfro coming back. You would like to think that Waller will resume being a big part of this offense sooner rather than later. You're starting him. You just haven't been happy about him the last few weeks. Speaking of David Njoku, he is good to go. He got listed on the injury report with knee slash rest on Wednesday. Got into four practices afterwards. Knee is my top replacement option. Unavailable available for Kyle Pitts or Dawson Knox lineups. Bengals tight end Hayden Hurst. Not a recommended start this week. He got downgraded to a DMP on Friday. We've seen the Bengals limit his reps in recent weeks. Don't start Hayden Hurst. Who should he start? Nichoku Everett, or freaking... Oh, I forgot his name, Njoku Everett or uh, Hunter Henry. That's it, everyone. you think after saying that 10 times, I could get it down, but next time. Texans tight end Brevin Jordan out with the ankle. O.J. Howard's usage did boom last week. I would not feel confident enough to put him in a redraft lineup, but hey, O.J. Howard has a DFS punt. I have heard worse ideas. And finally, Bears tight end Ryan Griffin. Good to go with the Achilles issue, which lowers the already dangerously floor that Cole Komet has if you're still trying to make that a thing only other note I really have in terms of big collective position groups, Dolphins cornerback Xavier Howard with the groin injury, but uh, also cornerback Byron Jones still on the pup with the Achilles and defensive back Keon Cross and hurting with the glute gluten shoulder is listed as questionable. So very banged up secondary in Miami. Again, I know it's Zach Wilson, so I'm not expecting the biggest overall offensive explosion. With that said, some of these Jets wide receivers, if you are in a situation where hey, you're, you know, tiebreaker and wondering who to start between these players and you do have a Jets wide receiver, I think like this matchup actually warrants hey, maybe giving them a second look. Them being Garrett Wilson and Elijah Moore, with all due respect to the Jets, current leader in receiving yards, that being Corey Davis. I am just updating my Twitter feed to make sure I'm not missing anything new. And I think we are all good, everyone. So, nice little quick solo edition here. You know, sometimes you just can't find a co host these days. So, it is what it is. Still a great day to be great and appreciate you guys tuning in. We got a little quicker edition here. So, I'm going to a uh, great Gatsby themed party tonight. I got bought my uh, tuxedo t shirt, trying to look fresh over there while also maintaining comfort. Seemed like a pretty good loophole to me. So, everyone, have a great week we're going to be back here on Sunday. And by back here, I mean, you know, Sunday night after the games are over. But remember, we have a London game at 9.30 a.m. on Sunday, Giants and Packers. So don't be that guy that had Alvin Kamara in your lineup last week because you like to sleep in. I'm a huge fan of sleeping in. These old heads, these boomers that say wake up at 6 6 a.m. every day. Fuck that. Miss me with that. But we do need to put fantasy football first sometimes even ahead of sleep. So 930 kickoff on Sunday. Make sure you check those lineups sooner rather than later. None than that. Have a great weekend. So I'm Ian Hart. Thanks as always for tuning in to PFF Fantasy Football Podcast. Until next time, take care, everybody.